Hey y'all, how you doing? We are back on the mic. Well, I'm back. I'm by myself today. Um, it's been a while since I've done this solo recording, so um, but I am here to just do a quick quick overview of PT, what we've learned so far. A lot of this information was mentioned and given out by our um guest speakers that we had if you haven't checked it out check out the last uh two episodes those were both physical therapy um interview i mean these were both episodes wherein i had a physical therapist on as a guest um and so especially the last one he he himself was a fellow had uh he's about done with his fellowship um doing some great work out there on the pt realm and also um adding his own flair to it i had such a fun time interviewing him and just chatting with him so if you haven't checked that out check that out i think you will enjoy that episode very much and everything else on the podcast, of course. But um, if you are somebody interested in PT, I would highly recommend you go and check that out. So we are going to do a quick overview of PT, as mentioned. And uh, I'm going to start with what do physical therapists do? Now, if you've heard, again, you've probably heard um, our different guests give this in their own term or, or going back to this or so forth. So listen to this episode, those I think those episodes are where you're going to get the most information, get a bit of a feel for uh, what's out there. But anyway, so what do physical therapists do? And I'm reading this for the um, official website, APTA.org. So physical therapists are movement experts who improve quality of life through through prescribed exercise, hands-on care, and patient education. Physical therapists diagnose and treat individuals of all ages from newborn to new to people at the end of life. Many patients have injuries, disabilities, or other health conditions that need treatment, but PTs also care for people who simply want to become healthier and to prevent future problems. So it goes on from there but that that sort of gives us a view into what they do um and i like that i like that they have the word prescribed here because a lot of time we don't think about what physical therapists are doing and how they're helping their patients and the exercise the exercises they're giving now as prescription but it is because they're asking you um to do certain number of uh to do certain exercise a certain number of time a day a certain number of time a week and um it's essentially what a prescription is right you go to the doctor and they give you let's say metronidazole for bacterial vaginitis or something they want you to take a certain time for um uh once a day for a certain period of time right or or even if it's as needed that's still a prescription um so just keep in mind that these are prescription that they're giving you and you're you are more likely to get the best result if you stick to those to what was prescribed right um and so where do physical therapists work so physical therapists 
practice in a wide range of session uh, settings sorry including hospitals outpatient clinic people's homes schools sports and fitness facilities workplaces and nursing homes um again i'm going to keep referring back to uh, the uh uh, to some of my previous interviews because a lot of the information was in there um but if you listen to my last episode with kevin you um he was he is working with the um one of his patient population is people with parkinson's disease and i zoomed it a little in that because i personally have worked with folks with parkinson's disease and um alzheimer's disease and things like that but on a totally different side and uh having you know being in healthcare and knowing about the disease and so forth no nowhere in the books really at least the way i'm learning about it have i um seen physical therapists as um part of the treatment team right so it was amazing hearing him speak a little bit on what he does and how he does it and uh, how he brings some some relief to those patients who are essentially diagnosed with non-curable diagnosed with a disease that you can't really cure right um so it's whatever we can do at that stage is 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 uh better than nothing so um so that gives an example of how much how wide the realm of physical therapy can be if you so choose now he did go to fellowship and depending on how well you how specialized you want to be clearly you want to go to um residency or fellowship but as he mentioned that's not necessarily always necessary i'm going to refer back to him a few times and including now saying that if you are interested in pt but you have another interest and you're thinking oh um P- pt and this other interest let's say you're interested in pt but you like the brain or pt but you like the heart or what have you and you're as of now unsure of how those two can work together definitely um talk to somebody who's in the field such as kevin use LinkedIn. um I've used LinkedIn for a lot of things. A lot of my most recent guests here have been on link, uh, from LinkedIn. I've used LinkedIn behind the scene for my own personal development and things like that. Uh, just simply connecting with people. So I, it's been a nice resource. Um, of course, being on there and actually connecting with people is how you get whatever result you're looking for. If that's just building your network or or finding a mentor or finding somebody who's doing something that you want to do and ask them question poke their brain or what have you um the best way you're going to do that is actually interacting with people being human i mean this is social networks i mean social media for a reason socialize um okay so this gives us um move on to the next thing is how much do physical therapists make now i'm gonna add this in here as i will add for everything else and that is how much you are making in any field whether it's physical therapy or pharmacy or pa or doctor depends on the specialty you're in where you're working as in geographically and uh, your level of experience right and the market is another thing so over here they have um oh yeah sorry 
let me go back real quick so apta stands for american physical therapies association i'm gonna put that in there um so that uh, right here the median salary for physical therapy is $85,000. Keep in mind, medium means there's lower, there's higher. And as I said, it just depends on where you are. But that gives you an idea of when you're trying to sort of plan things out and estimate your income after graduation and all of that. Um, and yep, they even put it here, same thing, Ge depends on geographic uh, location, experience, and so forth. Now, I'm going to compare that. Y'all know, if y'all watch my other solo episodes, you know that I refer to bls.gov quite some quite often for uh, statistics such as income and, and uh, job outlook and so forth. And the income here, they, the median they have here is 91000 So it's a little higher than what's on... Um, the other website um what's on a apta but it's about the same right it's, it's it's in that range and the job outlook here is 18 percent, which is faster than average so it's um that sort of gives an idea like okay i'm when i'm done with school i'm not gonna have a hard time finding a position so now let's talk about how to become a pt and uh, again if you heard if you know anything about PT or listen to my last uh, episode, you know PTs are it's a doctorate level degree, right? You need to earn a doctorate degree from an accredited um, school or program, same thing, and and then you need to pass your state licensure exam. So let's keep that in mind. I, I haven't met any. <laughs> I haven't heard of any. Healthcare professional, especially like anything above like entry level, where you don't need a national exam or state exam to stop to practice, and it can be annoying sometimes. Trust me, I can go on a soap up about that, but it's what it is, right? Um, and so one thing about the education is that it's saying here that most of the um education is in the classroom right and uh so that's about 80 percent and then the other 20 percent is spent on clinical and so forth so of course that depends on whether if you do residency and fellowship afterward or do some other added training afterward then you are going to have a little bit more hands-on or what have you and your education might be a little different by the time you're all done but for now for for like the minimum requirement which so the next thing i'll touch on is how um how to become a ptd right so we know you need a doctorate level to practice as a pt and uh, you need to pass that license so now what's the process right what's the process for that is your let's take it from after high school that's usually where i start so after high school you want to become a pt of course it's a doctoral level so you need a bachelor's degree at least to apply some folks just like any other higher level healthcare pro um, program or, or higher level education period some might obtain a master's degree some might go straight after a bachelor's degree and uh, again referring back to Kevin we know that he did his master's 
and then went to PT school. It's not required, but that's a rough a route for some folks. So let me go through the requirements um, as I'm veering off and adding so many soap ups in these things. Or oh, parentheses, I should call them. Okay, so you don't after PT school, I mean, after high school, you want to become a PT. Of course, you need a bachelor's degree, much like um, medical school, or PA school, um, um, and surely even pharmacy school, yeah. You don't need to, you don't need a particular bachelor's degree. Uh, you can get a bachelor's degree in anything. Of course, alongside that, like anything else, you need a certain prerequisite. So, most people, if they knew it ahead of time at least, will get a bachelor's degree in something that allows them to get the prerequisites alongside that so they don't have to do it separately. It's put in here that some of uh, the most common majors to um, for folks who are going to PT school um, in for undergrad is um, include exercise science, biology, kinesiology, and physiology. So um, there is that. The, so, okay, so you, fin I mean, you're done in high school, you went to get your undergraduate um, in whatever you want. You have to then um, do uh, prerequisites. Again, it's very similar to most other things. Prerequisites include anatomy and physiology, biology, chemistry physics psychology and so forth right those are like the, some of the core um prerequisites but as noted before in other chapters when we were here there those are the core one that you likely are going to find that every school is requiring you but you are likely to find that some stiff schools are requiring a little bit more based on their school focus and so forth so Keep in mind, just always check for the school specific requirement. You gotta, you got to do your research on which school you want to go to, and dive in and see what their requirements are, what their GPA minimum GPA is, right? So you know you gotta meet the minimum GPAs. A lot of time, if the GPA, the minimum GPA three point oh, you have anything less than that, you on your application is probably not even gonna be looked at. So if you apply with the GPA less than what's required, what you'll end up doing is wasting your time and money essentially. Um, unless you have some dope connections that's gonna push your application through. Otherwise, then that's what you're looking at. I am not in that world <laughs> of connections in that regard. So I don't know about that. I'm just gonna put it out of there. But if you have other connections, utilize them. I'm not gonna say no to ya. Um, so you got the GPA. Um, now you also need it's not it's it's not required for every PT program, but some but many do require some um, physical therapy volunteer experience. So so a lot of um, those are some of the requirements, and then. Uh, letter of recommendation of course that's about it and then you apply and you get in so one thing they made here one point they made here is of the people who go into PT school fewer than two percent of them were PTAs before so it's very small amount of uh, number of people uh, 
So as far as history and work-life balance are concerned, I've decided to take those out of um, these sections. Number one, because as much as I want to be complete, this is a baseline for you. And history, if you listen to my first few uh, uh, episodes, you know history is just not one of my forties. And, uh, and I don't think it will add to the resources you need as a baseline anyway as you're deciding on which if any of these uh, paths you take to take in uh, healthcare. Another thing is um, work-life balance, which again, it's so subjective. It's not, you know, it's not black or white. It really depends for nearly all of these, if not I can boldly say all of these uh, careers that I'm, I'm um, covering, work-life balance is very subjective. It depends on where you work, um, what clinic you work in, or hospital, what setting you work out, you work in, um, what schedule you decide to make for yourself, your level of experience, which would then add to your options in a work setting and so forth. So. And who you are as well, because some people you can think work-life balance um, uh, 60 hours a week is normal. <laughs> they will think that's more than they need, whereas other people will think work-life balance at 30 hours a week is nothing. It's, it's down the drain. So it, de- it really depends on um, the person's interpretation um, and so many different factors that it just doesn't make sense for me to put in here and so instead of putting it in here i've made it i've made it make it a point to move it to my interview episodes so a lot of time i'm asking my guests what their work-life balance is and that will give you a subjective option like that will give you an insight into their work-life balance which again is not saying much about other people's work-life balance um but that's I think that will give you that will give you that will serve you better than to hear me mention it from some internet I found some website I found on the internet say about an article saying something, you know. Um and so those are the two things I'm taking out of these sections. Just to wrap this up, uh PT school, right? So how what PTs we talk about what what who what uh, we talk about what PTs do, who they are, and um, how to become a PT. So again, it's a doctorate program. You got you after your high school. You need a bachelor's degree. You can get a bachelor's degree in anything, but keep in mind that you do have some prerequisites that you need to complete. Once you have the bachelor's degree, have the prerequisites. Um, some schools require um, volunteering activity in a PT setting. So once you have that and you have all the requirements of the school, your GPA is, is uh, fit the minimum GPA requirement, then you apply to the program. Again, that's another research section that you have to do and pick the programs you want to apply to and does focusing on the prerequisites, uh, GPA, of letter of recommendation and all of that, all that they are asking for. Um, and then once you apply and get in, you go through the program. It's uh, about three years. Um, and then there might be some four years, depending on the program. Um, 
after you're done with that you can do residency fellowship if you so choose but bef uh, before you can practice even if you don't do residency or fellowship you need to uh, pass the state the board exam essentially and then you'll be able to practice and from there on is your choice whether or not you want to fellowship or internship or um what's the other one i'm forgetting about residency uh if you want to specialize in anything um how do you want to do that you have the option of course the leadership option can be a little it depends on your view because as i mentioned earlier we had uh the two uh interviews i've had so far for this one one the, with the jeff and colin they didn't view much option for leadership in as a pt in in uh, outside of creating your own company again that makes sense because they had their own company and that's what they found success um the second interview i had with kevin he has he's on both sides where in he does have a business side but also is an employee and he finds um plenty of opportunities in leadership in the pt world so um that's something else that um you just gotta it depends on where you are who you know what opportunities you've given yourself and have been given to you and how equipped you are to take that leadership position or are you more of uh the type to just go ahead and start your own company um and run it from down up it's it's all relevant it's all leadership um i just did an interview with the dentist and he he mentioned something that i think is very helpful and very uh, uh useful across the board which is he when i asked him about leadership he mentioned that he, just being a dentist is already leadership is a leading position already and i know this is not the dentist episode but um that's a quote from him that i i think is very useful to keep in mind that all of these positions especially the ones i've covered so far in this ally health uh, uh mini umbrella whether it's pa or pharmacist or dentist or pt next i'll do uh i have things like ot coming up and acupuncturist and and a chiro chiropractor all mm -hmm. the things are already leadership positions yeah you were hired by somebody but remember nearly every leader has somebody else on top of them it's um not many folks in this world don't have um um somebody looking over them it's like even the, even the president has somebody that he has to respond to so it's it's it depends on how you define your leadership just keep that in mind um with that said i'm going to close this up and thank you guys for joining me. I will see you all next time. Peace.